This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hey guys, welcome to The Collective. Good morning. Happy Monday. I am currently sitting here with my huge cup of coffee and some water. And I went down to my apartment building's coffee machine that I normally go to every day. And today it wasn't working, so I had to make my own coffee in my apartment. But whenever I use my coffee maker in my apartment, I don't actually measure anything. I don't know the ratio of the coffee grounds to the water. Like, I don't know. I just kind of eyeball it. I do my own thing. But I ended up making, how much I'm looking at it right now, eight cups of coffee this morning. Eight cups of coffee. So I will be drinking a lot of coffee today. Whatever I don't drink, I'm just going to put in the fridge and I'm going to turn it into a nice coffee later. But I also have a shit ton of homework to do today because as always, I kind of procrastinated a little bit and now we actually have to get it done. So I have a shit ton of coffee to drink. I need to learn the ratio a little bit better, but it kind of it's kind of exciting. Every time I make my own coffee, you never know how much you're going to get. Before we get into this week's episode, I just want to ask everyone, if you love this podcast, please, please, please go on Apple Podcasts and rate it five stars, leave a review and share it with a friend. I want us to get on the charts, guys. I don't know what charts, but I want us to be on some sort of chart. So please, 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 if you love this podcast, go rate it, go review it and share it with a friend. Okay, life updates since you guys last heard from me a week ago. But I started work, I had my first two shifts. The first shift was on Monday when you guys would have heard last week's episode. And it was a 12 hour shift. And then I had another shift on Friday, which is eight hours. And then tomorrow, which is Monday again, I will have an eight hour shift. So I'm only working two days a week right now just to kind of get my bearings a little bit. But so far, I really, really love it. It's very overwhelming when you start a new job and you go into it and you have no idea what you're doing. So Monday, I had a little panic attack. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm very overwhelmed, especially because I work in the ICU. So I get really nervous that if I fuck up, someone's going to die. That's not going to happen. That's not the case. It's really not that serious. But I get nervous that like someone's life is in my hands when I'm answering the phone, but it's so good so far. My preceptors are so sweet. They've been like so supportive and they're like, you'll get it. It's really not that bad. You just kind of need to like figure out your routine a little bit. I have started answering the phones, which is exciting. I get up, I get really stressed answering the phone just because so many people freaking call this ICU, the OR, the labs, the pharmacy, different floors, patients, families. And I'm like, I don't know how to direct all of you to the right people. I don't know what's going on, but it's been good. Everyone in the unit is so, so, so nice. And a lot of the nurses are young and they're my age. So hopefully I make some friends. We'll see. We're starting. It's only been two shifts. I'm just a type of person that It's only been two shifts, but I think like, why don't I know every single detail of this ICU yet? Like, why don't I know every single person? And I have to remind myself I've been there twice. I've been there twice. I need to relax. It'll come over time. I'm with the preceptor for the next six weeks, which is so nice because they can watch me and like explain to me everything that I have to do. At least I'm not on my own. 
But yeah, my first 12 hour shift was a lot. 12 hours is a long time to be somewhere. And by the end, my eyes were bloodshot from looking at the computer. I had a headache because I only ate one meal and I didn't drink any water. And I was crabby to my parents and to Dean. I was just, I was not in the mood. But I came home. Dean was so sweet. He ordered me sushi and then I went straight to bed. I literally came home, ate my food, crawled into bed. I don't even know. I didn't even wash my face. I didn't do anything. I was like, I'm just, I'm over it. But we're getting better. Now I'm more prepared. I know what I need to bring. I know what I need to do. And I will keep you guys updated on it. But starting a new job is really exciting, but it's also really scary. But it'll get better the more I go and it'll be more exciting and I'll understand everything a little bit better and I won't be as scared every single morning. Girlies, when you're first starting a business, you have enough to worry about. The stress is overwhelming and there's absolutely no reason you should be adding any more. Luckily for us, Shopify is here to help. Shopify has all the tools to power and build your business to the next level. It grows with your business, no matter how far or big you grow. Thanks to an endless list of integration and third-party apps, Anything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything you need to revolutionize your business, they have. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they are the global force behind Allbirds, Linen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. As a WTTC listener, you can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash WTTC, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com slash WTTC now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Again, shopify.com slash WTTC. Okay, girlies, we are talking about our favorites once again. If you've ever had an embarrassing BO moment, Lumi is here to help. Lumi is powered by mandelic acid to control odor in a new way. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control from everywhere, including your pits, your feet, and yes, even your privates. And fun fact, but it was actually a patient's concern about their private odor that originally inspired the OBGYN who invented Lumi. I currently have the toasted coconut deodorant and let me tell you, it is my absolute favorite and it smells so good. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers and it comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code WTTC for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's WTTC at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. This week has kind of been a weird week. I don't know necessarily how to explain it. I've had 
a lot of self-doubt this week and a lot of anxiety. And it's just been a week where I've just felt off. You know, when you just have those weeks and you just feel like something's a little off, you can't really pinpoint it. You're a little sad. You're a little anxious and like nothing actually happened. I just wake up in the morning and I just have this anxiety and I'm not really sure why. But so Friday night, I was feeling this anxiety. I wasn't feeling too hot. My friends invited me to go out and go to the bar. And instead, I decided I was going to make a tea, go to Barnes & Noble, buy myself some books, and blast music in the car. And I just have to say, if you have ever been in a breakup, if you have ever gone through a breakup, if you have ever talked to someone for a little while and they hurt you in some way, whatever it is, you need to play the song Flowers by Lauren Spencer Smith. It is the best song ever. It is the best song ever. Play this song in your car, sing it out. That's what I did. I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even going through a breakup right now or anything, but it just releases everything in you. It is free therapy. It is so, so good. The lyrics resonate with me specifically very well. And it was the nicest thing I could have done. It was so good. I went at maybe like 7.30. It was just starting to get dark. And I was blasting this music in my car. I was driving down the highway. There's no other cars near me. There's no people walking. I can play my music as loud as I want. I can sing it as loud as I want. And it just releases something in you. Like I was in such a bad mood on my way to Barnes and Noble. And on my way back, I was a whole new person. I was a whole new person. It was so good. I got four books when I was there. I got, please hold, let me go find them so that I can tell you guys what books I got. Okay, I got The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. I've heard mixed reviews on this one, so we'll see what I think of it. I also got Second First Impressions by Sally Thorne. I've never actually heard of anyone reading this one, but I saw it and I thought maybe it would be kind of like a lighthearted, fun book to read. And then I got The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. This one, people fucking love. They love it. Everyone has told me it is unreal. I'm really, I'm kind of nervous to read it because people have been hyping it up so much. And I'm nervous that what if it doesn't live up to the expectation I have in my head. I don't know if I'm going to start with that one or not, but people have told me they've read it in like two days and it's so good. And it's their favorite book ever. And then the last one I got is called The Dating Dare by J.C. Lee. And this is another one that I've never heard anyone really talk about. Um, I just saw it when I was at Barnes & Noble and I thought, eh, let's just try it. But that's how I spent my Friday night. And I actually had the best time ever. I posted a TikTok and I was like, this is adulting. I got invited to go to the bar. I got invited to go out and drink. And instead I put on sweats, I made a tea, I walked around Barnes and Noble for like an hour and I blasted music in my car. I came home and I started reading. And that's just how I spent my Friday. And it was the most calming, best self-care day I could have ever asked for. Going off of that, we're going to get into the pit and the peak of the week. So like I said, my week has been a little off. I feel like this is a week where 
you know when you try really really hard at a lot of things and nothing really comes to fruition and you don't really reap any benefits of what you're like of the work that you're putting in that's kind of how this week has felt I felt like I've been trying really hard to do a lot of things for HC for this podcast for school and none of it's actually starting to work yet I say yet because we know everything happens when it's supposed to happen, but you just feel defeated. That's honestly just what it is. You put in all this work, you're trying your hardest, you're busting your ass, you're exhausted, you're doing all this stuff and you just feel defeated when you feel like it's not actually working. And then you have moments where you're like, why am I even doing this? Like with this podcast, I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you guys. This week, I was like, why am I even doing this podcast anymore? And I was comparing myself to all of these bigger podcasts that these girls that have these podcasts have huge ass followings. And naturally, their podcasts are going to get more downloads, they're going to get more listens, they're going to have more people engage with their podcast. But I was comparing myself to them. And I was thinking, why am I even doing this? Like, who is my podcast helping? Who is my podcast even reaching? Like, I'm just doing this for shits and gigs. So why am I doing it anymore? If I feel like it's not seeing a reward or like a benefit in the way that I wanted it to. And I almost had to remind myself like, (laughs) this podcast is reaching people, even if it reaches one person, and it makes that person feel a little bit better. Or even if it reaches no one, and it makes myself feel better to just talk things out, then it's a benefit, then it's doing good. And then it's doing exactly what I set out to do in the first place. But okay, so my pit of the week, is that I was on TikTok and I was commenting on all these girls' TikToks being like, you should check out this podcast, check out my podcast, do all this stuff. And I commented on this one girl's thing that she literally was like, what are some podcasts that I should listen to? So I commented and I was like, oh, you should check out Welcome to the Collective podcast. And she replied back and she goes, what's that? And I know she didn't mean it, probably in a mean way. She was probably just asking like, oh, like what's it about or something. But just the way I received it was very, I just felt, I just felt inferior. I felt like I don't even deserve any recognition. I felt really shitty, to be honest. I was like, the word podcast is literally in what I just said. It's obviously a podcast. And then it just made me feel like, super irrelevant. Like it just made me feel so, so irrelevant. And what made it worse is that this girl I know who has a large following on TikTok, and it's honestly, she's so sweet, but she commented on it and didn't even mention her podcast, didn't even do anything. She was just like, oh, this is such a cute video or something. And the girl replied and was like, oh my God, I need to check out your podcast. I heard it was so good, blah, blah, blah. And then for mine, she was like, what is that? And I was like, oh my God. And it sounds so dumb. And saying it now, it sounds so dumb. But in the moment, I just felt super irrelevant and super belittled almost. And I started crying. (laughs) And I was like, I'm putting in all this work. I'm trying to get more people to hear my podcast and reach out to more people. And then when I do and it gets shut down, it just makes you feel so, so, so shitty. But I had a good cry about it. Dean was like, brush it off. You're fine. And now we're fine. But in the moment, that sucked. (laughs) Okay, but my peak of the week 
It's a good one. On Thursday, it was my best friend Scott's birthday. So we all decided to go to the Penguins game. We know I'm Canadian. We know I love hockey. It was so exciting. And I already knew that we were going to this game. So the week before, I was like, maybe I should buy a Penguin shirt, buy a hoodie, some sort of sports outfit that I can wear to the game. And I was on Etsy and I saw this Pittsburgh Penguins vintage crew neck and on it it had the Tasmanian devil cartoon and he was wearing goalie gear and I was like this is literally perfect if you know me you know I love the Tasmanian devil and this is what I was supposed to buy and in that moment I was like I need to buy this so I bought it I was really nervous it wasn't going to come in time I it takes a few days for them to send it out so I was starting to panic And what actually happened is I was leaving my apartment to go to the game. I was wearing an HC hoodie instead. I went downstairs in my apartment and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should just go check the front, check and see if USPS came by, if they delivered something. Because whenever I get something delivered, it gets dropped off at the front desk and then the front desk will put a name on it or your apartment number and they'll put it in kind of like a parcel locker. And then I get an email with the code and I go and scan it and it'll open up for my package. So it's kind of a long process. So a lot of the time when I get a notification from the delivery service that I got a package, it could take up to like four hours sometimes for me to actually get the notification from my apartment to go get the package. So I was going down to the, like down the elevator, going to my car. And I was like, let's just stop at the front and see what's going on. And as I was walking into the lobby, I got the notification from USPS saying it got delivered. And I was like, it literally had to have just got delivered. So I go to the front, the USPS guy is still there. And they have a big bin with all these packages. And I asked him and the concierge man, and I was like, can I please go through all these packages? I know I just got one delivered. Uh, Can I grab it? And they were like, of course you can, we don't care. So I'm digging through all these packages at the front of my lobby. And I finally found mine. I go upstairs, I open it, it's my hoodie. I'm so excited, I put it on and then I went to the game. But just the, the fact that it literally got delivered right before I was leaving my apartment to go to the game. And I was in the elevator going down and I was like, maybe I should just check, got the notification, it got delivered. It was it was the best thing ever because I've been waiting and checking the tracking for this. I'm a person that the minute I order something, I will check the tracking. Like I will literally get the confirmation email from the website saying, oh yeah, we just got your order. And I'll be like, where's my tracking number so I can check it. Like I'm actually crazy and I will check it nonstop. If someone orders for Healthage Collective, I will check their tracking until it gets delivered. We just sent a PR package to an influencer and I've been checking her tracking every single day and I'm annoyed when it doesn't get updated. I just, I have to check the tracking. I don't know what it is. I get so excited. But that was definitely the peak of my week. It just, the way that it happened was just so perfect. And it just happened at the exact right time. And I'm taking it as a sign that like something good was supposed to happen. But also the game was so, so, so much fun. We got t-shirts when we were there. They were handing out t-shirts and I love free clothes. So that was amazing. The game was super fun. We won. 
We got chicken strips and french fries. The boys all drank beer and everything. I worked at 7 a.m. on Friday morning. So the next morning I was working so early and I was like, I'm not drinking. I'm going to just drive myself home after. But it was such a fun time. I had the best time. We know I'm I'm a hockey fanatic. I love hockey. I think it's the most exciting sport. I love everything about it. It was amazing. Now for the part that we've all been waiting on this episode. But we need to talk about the Netflix show, The Ultimatum. Because it is insane. And I talked about it last week and I said, this week we're talking about it. I need to talk about it a little bit. I wish I had someone here to talk to with, but that's okay. I'm just going to ramble on about it. So if you haven't been watching it or if you don't want any spoilers or you are in the middle of it and you don't want to know what happens at the end, skip ahead. Don't listen to this. I'm telling you right now, there will be spoilers. Don't listen. Don't come for me. Don't get mad at me. Just skip ahead and you'll be good. But first we need to start with the concept of this show because obviously no one that's going on it is in a healthy relationship. No one that is going on it is mentally stable. I don't understand. Maybe it's just me. First of all, maybe it's just me. But I don't understand how you're dating someone and not not like freshly dating. Like these people have been dating for what? Like two and a half years, three years, five years. And you decide that one, I'm going to give you an ultimatum. But not only am I going to just give you an ultimatum, I'm going to tell you that you need to go date other people and hook up with other people. And then I want you to come back to me and realize that I'm the one that you should be with. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Am I just too insecure that I would never let someone I'm dating do that? Am I just not confident enough in my relationship? Like, what is it? But that is not a normal thing. If you're confident in your relationship, like you shouldn't have to tell them to go date other people and then make sure that I'm the one that you want to be with. That is wild. Who is looking at the premise of this show and the guidelines of this show? And they are saying, oh yeah, this is this is what me and my boyfriend or me and my girlfriend should be doing. I'm just, I'm so confused. Who looked at it and said, oh yeah, sign us up. Sign us up because none of them actually ended up together except for freaking Colby and Madeline who are like, they need, they need psychiatric help. That is a whole issue. We will talk about that after. Also, I guess Shanique and what's the guy's name? I don't even know what his name is right now because I don't think he's relevant at all. But him and Shanique, I guess they're kind of dating. I don't know. But before we get into Colby and Madeline, I don't know if her name's Madeline or Madeline. I don't know. Honestly, I tuned her out for 98% of the show because she did, she was too much for me. But before we get into them, we need to talk about Nate and Lauren. So they're the ones that came on the show. She didn't want to have kids. He wanted to have kids. And after Alexis and Hunter decided to get engaged on like episode three or like episode two, um, he got up and went to Lauren and said, I want to marry you. And then they got engaged. But he was the one that gave the ultimatum. He was the one that was like, I want kids. And she said, no. And he 
still proposed. And I'm very confused. And I just, I don't understand how that issue got fixed. And it didn't, it didn't get fixed. I mean, if you watch the reunion, they were like, um, we agreed to maybe have one kid. We'll see. And I'm like, you guys are just a hot mess. You guys are a hot mess. I'm like, you guys honestly suck. I hated everything about you. I'm glad you guys aren't on the show anymore, but nuts. Okay. Also, I read somewhere that Alexis is 25 and I think that that is the biggest lie. I think that's a lie. There is no way that this lady is 25 years old. When I first saw her, I thought she was like 34 minimum. So the fact that everyone's saying she's 25, and I don't actually remember how old she is, how old it said on the show, I think she's like 25. But no way. No way. Also, she's kind of a bitch. And she tried to like integrate herself into the show when she already got engaged and was like, oh, like, why are you having your bachelorette party on the show talking to people that you don't even know? She on a, and she sucks. And then she was just really pissed that Colby didn't like her and kind of said like, eh, you're just not my type. And then she took it really personal and then was like, Colby sucks. And yeah, Colby sucks. But I think she, I think her feelings were just her and she just didn't like that someone wasn't into her. Okay. So now on to Colby. Um, that man is the most narcissistic psycho man. Psycho. I honestly do believe that he really loves Madeline and he wants to be with her and all this stuff. But the fact that he was going out and like hooking up with girls and then he says to her, I did it for you. You asked me to go and do this so that I knew that you were the one I wanted to marry. Oh my God. Oh my God. That is the most narcissistic thing ever. Like, no, you just wanted to go get your dick wet. Like, that's literally what it was. And just call it for what it is. Like, you're not doing it because you love her. You're doing it because you want to hook up with people. That's honest to God what it is. And when they got engaged at the end, I was I was in the Twilight Zone. I didn't know if I missed an episode or if I was just confused. But last I saw, they were fighting. They were fighting. He came home late. He was hungover. They didn't like each other. I mean, guys, she came on the show and actively was like, I hate this man. And then he gets down on one knee, proposes to her, and she said, yes. And then they decide, let's get it. Let's get married, legally married, 30 seconds after I just did this. And part of me is like, I think he was literally trying to trap her. Like, I think he was like, let's get engaged. Let's get married right now so that we are legally binded and you're stuck with me for the rest of your life because I think you're going to leave at some point. And that's how I thought of it. I don't know. She also sucked, to be honest, when she got drunk and was talking about her and Randall and all this stuff and just like was really has no regard for anyone else's feelings and was just talking about herself and wanted to hook up with Randall and Randall really likes her and blah, blah, blah. Dude, she's really, she literally, I don't know what she thinks she's bringing to the table. I don't. Her personality sucks. She sucks. She's really full of herself. 
Honestly, her and Colby should be together because I don't like either of them. But when they got engaged, I was the most shocked person ever. I was very confused. Then when they decided to get married, I was even more confused. And then when they came to the reunion and she was pregnant, I'm just, I'm flustered. I don't know. But honestly, like I said, I think they both have their own issues. And you know what? Be together. Don't bring other people into it. Just like be with the two of you. Deal with your own shit. It seems at the reunion like they were kind of happy. So hopefully they are actually happy. Like I want them to like be good and not be psycho anymore. But I don't know. Them on the show was just like a whole different breed. And when Colby first came on the show, I was like, oh my God, this guy's so sweet. He really loves her. Like that is so cute. He just wants to be with her. Nope. Did a 180 flip. That man did a 180 flip and he was like love bombing her. But then he was like really shitty. Like it was just, oh my God, they were such a hot mess. So hopefully they're like actually okay. And for this baby's sake, I hope they're like actually doing well. Okay. So the person that I think is the villain of the show, most people would probably say it was Colby. I personally think it was Ray. I think Ray sucked. I think we need justice for Zay. I think Zay wanted her to be more open, tell him that like she loves him and that she wants to be with him and just express her emotions. No, she literally just wanted to be with Jake. She wanted to hook up with Jake. She was acting all nice to everyone, but then honestly behind their back was like really, really shitty. And at least with Colby, like, he was kind of a dick to your face. Most of it, like, people were fully aware that he sucked. With Ray, everyone thought she was, like, so sweet. But then she turned out to be the worst one. And at the reunion, when they said, like, her and Jake didn't go on their trip because she was sleeping with Zay every day. Like, pick pick one. Pick one. I'm very confused. I'm very happy that she, like, found someone and, like, is now open with her sexuality and found someone that she, like, actually likes being with and is in a healthy relationship. Very happy for her. That has nothing to do with it. I do think, though, that the reason she was so closed off and could be really shitty is because she was trying to figure out her sexuality. That could honestly be part of it. But I do still think that she was the villain of the show. I think that she was so, so, so shitty to Zay. I think that she, I like, I felt bad for him. And I know I probably shouldn't have, but I felt bad. I felt like he was really trying and wanted to be with her so bad. And she was giving absolutely nothing and would just close him off. And then when she hit him, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, it is so insane. Okay, I've been talking about the show for a while. So last thing I'm going to say is hot take, but I actually really like April. Um, I felt like she was really open and honest about like how nuts she was. And she went on Nick Vile's podcast, so I need to listen to it. But I really, really liked April. I felt like she was very authentic, very much herself. She literally at one point was like, hi, my name's April and I'm a psycho bitch. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to her, but I really liked her. I think Jake, was his name Jake? Yeah, I think he sucked. I think he had no interest of being with her. He just wanted to be with Ray, but he was like stringing April along. And that's probably why she got so nuts because she knew this was happening 
And he just couldn't straight up tell her, like, I'm just not into you. But I'm happy that April's in a loving relationship and she's with a new boy and she's having the time of her life. Because I actually really liked her and she was probably my favorite on the entire show. Okay, getting into the main portion of this episode. But as you may have saw, I posted on my Instagram stories on the podcast Insta on Wednesday morning that I was having kind of a body image issue type of day. And it's honestly happened all week. All week, I've been feeling really down about my own body. And I've been having some negative thoughts surrounding my own body image. So I wanted to talk about this in today's episode. I think it's so important. And I kind of want to talk about what I do to push through it a little bit and to give myself some care and some love and be able to overcome these body image issues that I have. So all week, a big thing that I've been saying to myself is that I don't see myself the way that others see me. That is a huge, huge thing. And a lot of people will say, like, you don't see yourself when you talk about something that you're passionate about and your eyes light up. Or you don't see yourself when you're laughing uncontrollably. Or you don't see yourself when you're giving compassion to someone. And that's something that I constantly try and remind myself. It's not about my body. It's not about the way that my stomach looks and all this stuff. It's the way that I interact. It's the way that I care for people. And it's a lot of the time I don't see myself in those situations. Unless there's a mirror or someone's taking a video, I don't see myself when that's happening. My own perception of my body is extremely, extremely distorted. And when I look in the mirror, a lot of the time I'm not seeing it for what it actually is. So what I found is an actual, actually a big help and a big tool that I use is looking at pictures of myself. If Dean is with me or a friend is with me or something, I will look at a picture of myself that someone took of me. And a lot of the time I find that it almost takes me out of my own body and looks at my, looks at myself objectively. I look at myself from almost a different lens than I would when I'm just looking at myself in the mirror. And this happened to me on Thursday. Like I said, this whole week, I've had kind of a body image issue week. And on Thursday, I was feeling really shitty about my body. I felt kind of swollen. My clothes were fitting a little bit tighter. I just wasn't feeling my best. And I went to the hockey game. I had fun with my friends and we were all taking videos. And when I got these videos back and people sent them to me, I looked at them and I was like, oh shit, I kind of look good. Like, oh my God, my body doesn't look the way that I envisioned it in my head. In my head, I think I'm 400 pounds. But I'm looking at this video and like my legs look toned, my arms look nice. I'm smiling. I'm happy. I'm having a good time. And it took me out of my own body for a minute. And I started to look at myself objectively. And I was like, oh, fuck, you look bomb. And so I found that that's a huge, huge tool for me when I'm having body image days is that I will look at myself more objectively in a photo than I will if I'm just looking in the mirror. And so it really, really helps me to kind of get out of my own head. Huge thing for me when I'm having bad body image issue days is I will feel the need to restrict. It's natural. When you're feeling puffy, you're feeling bloated, you're feeling fat, you're feeling whatever it is, you want to restrict your food. 
And that's a huge thing that I had to overcome because one, just because you're having a bad self-confidence day does not give you permission to restrict. It does not give you permission to not eat. Your body needs food no matter what. So promise me now that when you have a bad body image day, you're going to still eat all the food that you need to eat. Promise me. Like say I promise and do it. But I started telling myself that I would rather experience life and have fun than I would feel so much anxiety and be so scared of eating. And that is something that I had to constantly tell myself all the time until I got to a point where I actually believe it. But like I said, on Thursday, I was having a really bad confidence day and I went to this hockey game and my first instinct was, okay, don't eat anything at the game. Don't eat anything at the game. Only have water. Don't do anything because you already feel so shitty about yourself that if you're eating junk food or French fries or whatever it is, then you're just going to feel even worse. You're going to gain more weight. You're going to do all this stuff. But we had to do a little reverse uno and we had to say, no, no, I want to experience life. I went to the game. I was hungry. And so I went and got chicken strips and fries and I enjoyed them and they were delicious and I had the best time eating them. And I felt so much better having this food than I would have sitting there and being hangry and in a bad mood because I am starving. As I was sitting there eating my chicken strips and my french fries, I had to remind myself that most of the reason I'm having a bad body image day is in my own head. No one else is looking at me telling me that my body looks gross. No one else is telling me, oh, maybe you've gained a few extra pounds. No one is doing this but myself. And so I need to realize that probably the next day I'm going to feel better. And this happens and it ebbs and flows just like life. And I will have some days that I wake up and I'm like, oh, shit, I feel like a beluga whale and I don't feel good. But then I'll also have some days that I wake up and I have a gog complex and I'm like, holy shit, I feel so fucking ripped. I feel so healthy. I feel strong. I feel great in my body. And that's just how it goes. And I had to remind myself that this will pass. This feeling will pass. And experiencing this game with my friends and being present in this moment is more important. And that is what I will remember. When Dean and I were in Mexico, I had to have the exact same mindset. There were days where I would wake up in Mexico and be like, oh, I do not feel great. I do not like my body right now. I feel bloated. I don't feel healthy. And that's natural. When you're in Mexico for a week and you've been drinking and eating all this food that is not a part of your normal routine, obviously my body's going to react to it. And that's a very normal thing. Obviously, I'm going to have water weight. I haven't been working out. It's natural. But I had to remind myself that I am going to live in the now. I am going to experience all of it. And I want to have these memories and remember this. Every night when we were in Mexico, I had a drink. At least one. I mean, I wasn't getting blackout drunk all the time. That's not my MO. And... I honestly can't handle that. I'm like not good with my alcohol. But every night at dinner, I would have a margarita or an espresso martini. Or we would go to the little bar lounge after we had some food and I would get some drinks. Or at at the pool in the middle of the day, I would be 
chugging these mudslides or <laughs> these pina coladas because I wanted to live in the now. I wanted to have fun. That is something I wanted. And it's something I wanted to experience. I was craving a mudslide. So I had a mudslide because restricting myself will only make it worse. And looking back on it now, I'm so happy that I did that. I'm so happy that I spent the whole trip experiencing new things with Dean than I was worried about what food I was eating. We think of our trip now, when we think of when we were in Mexico, we talk about all the food that we had at the restaurants and our favorite meals that we had. We talk about at the pool when we were having drinks and having fun together. We talk about when we went back to our hotel room and we drank champagne in bed and we were watching Netflix. And if I was so stressed about what I was eating and what I was drinking, I probably wouldn't have experienced a lot of those things and it would have completely altered my trip and it would have completely altered the memories that we made and the memories that we now talk about all the time. I care more about living in the now, having fun, being young, experiencing these things than I do about maybe the 0.2 pounds that I could have gained in Mexico. When I'm having days where I don't feel confident in my body, I naturally gravitate to go and look up every single person that I think is perfect. And that's a really bad habit that I have to get out of. But I constantly try to remind myself that these people that I'm comparing myself to don't look like that all the time. I posted on the podcast stories, this TikTok video I saw, and it was an influencer showing that the way she looks posed is not the way she looks normally. And it's very, very important to remember that. And I also have to remind myself that my body doesn't look the same all the time either. I could eat one thing and my body bloats like crazy. I drink water, my body bloats. My body looks different from different angles every day and it changes and that's natural and that's normal. So I shouldn't be comparing myself to other people's bodies when I don't see it every single minute of the day. When we were in Mexico, I posted a picture of me like in my bikini and a lot of people messaged me and they were like, how do your abs look like that? Like, how did you get your abs to look like this? Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And I literally replied to them and I was like, one, it's lighting. Two, I'm sucking in and I'm flexing my body as hard as I possibly can. Three, I haven't ate anything yet today. I haven't had any water. And four, I took 900 photos and Dean can attest to this. I took so many pictures and I just chose the best one. So keep that in mind when you're having a bad body image day and you're comparing yourself to other people. You don't know what they did to get that photo. You don't know what they did. And you don't see their bodies change throughout the day. And you don't see their bodies at different angles. And we're all just trying to post the best picture of us that we can. So keep that in mind when you are scrolling through social media and you are looking at other people's bodies and it's making you feel like shit about your own. Also, it's very important to remember all the things that your body does for you. You're never going to hate yourself into a new body. You need to love and appreciate your body. If you want to change your body for whatever reason, go ahead. But you are never going to get the results that you want by hating your body. 
And so think about all the things that your body does for you. It breathes every single day. You don't have to think about it. It just naturally does it. It has carried you through life. Every single stage of life that you have gone through and every single thing that you have gone through, your body has been there with you. It has helped carry you and guide you through it. It has shown up for you every single day. Your body is insane. Your body's so cool. I broke my foot when I was younger. My body healed itself. When I was 12, I was at a dance competition and I was running backstage and I tripped and fell and my arm got caught on a metal garbage can handle and it took out a chunk of my arm and I had to get 40 stitches in my arm, which is wild. My mom thought they were going to have to do a skin graft situation, but I got 40 stitches in my arm and my arm's healed. I have a nasty scar, but my arm is completely healed. It is so amazing what your body does for you all the time. And you need to love it and appreciate it. And you need to give yourself some grace. It is very normal to not wake up every day loving your body. It is extremely normal. And if someone tells you that you should wake up every single day and think, oh my God, I'm so fucking cool and I'm the best ever and have this confidence, that's a lie. It's not going to happen every day, but it's the steps that you take on the days that it doesn't happen that matter. It's the actively understanding, one, it's normal. Two, I'm still going to try and love my body today, even if that means staying home, putting on sweats, sitting on the couch, drinking a tea. That's what I did on Wednesday. I had to go to school for a little bit, but the entire morning, I went and did a workout because I knew it would make me feel better. I put on baggy clothes so I didn't have to look at my body and comfy clothes that made me feel more secure and safe. And I drank a tea and I watched some TV and I just hung out and I just realized this is normal. It's okay. It'll pass. I find that I have the worst body image issues when I'm getting close to my period. Obviously, as a girl, your body goes through a lot. When you're getting your period, your hormones are changing. Your body's holding on to extra water weight. You have intense cravings. It's natural. It's normal. But it still doesn't make it any easier when you put on your clothes and they're a little bit tighter and they feel funny. You know when you put on something and you're like, this just like doesn't feel right? Like it felt fine two days ago and now I'm like uncomfortable wearing the same outfit. That's kind of what happened to me all week. And I just had to remind myself, it will pass. It will pass. And I will wake up one morning and be like, holy shit, my body is fucking fire. And that's just the way it goes. And it's really, really shitty. But it's all about what you're going to do on those days that you're not feeling as great. And it's just giving yourself a little bit of grace, understanding that this happens to all of us, trying your best to not compare your body to others because 98% of the time, no one actually looks like what they're posting. You know, like even me, I'm posting pictures of me at the beach or like in the mirror of my abs that I'm like flexing really hard and I work really hard to try and get, I don't look like that right now. That's not normal. If I were to take the same photo in different lighting, it would look different. So much of it is lighting and all posing and all this stuff. And 
we have to remind ourselves of that. And I know it's easier said than done because I literally compare to everyone all the time. But just know no one actually looks like that 90% of the time. Also, drink your water. When you're feeling really bloated and kind of just having a rough body image day, a lot of the time it's just extra water weight and it could just be that you're dehydrated or you have so much sodium in your body and it's holding on to every single thing and you have such high water retention because you're so dehydrated. So just drink a lot of water and flush out those toxins and you will probably honestly feel a lot better. Check the last time you had some water and start chugging right now. All in all, it is 1000% normal to have bad body image days. Every single person goes through it. Kendall Jenner goes through it. Haley Baldwin goes through it. Kylie Jenner goes through it. Your favorite fitness influencer goes through it. We all go through it. So show yourself a bit of compassion. Show your body some love. Put on a baggy outfit if you need to. Avoid some mirrors. Just know that it is a normal thing. Journal it out. If you need to journal out how you're feeling about it, go for it. Do what you need to do. Talk about it in therapy. Just know that that feeling will pass. Just know that you'll have days where you feel better. Drink some water. Make sure you're still eating because your body needs food. You don't need to earn it. You just give your body food. And yeah. But that is today's episode for you guys. I hope you loved it. If you did, please be sure to go rate this podcast five stars and leave a review, share it with a friend, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Hey there, my name is Renee Rena, and I am the mom friend you have always wanted. I am also the host of the Mom Room Podcast. We publish two episodes per week, a co-hosted episode on Tuesdays and a solo episode on Thursdays. Popular topics include pooping and having sex after giving birth. I have a solo episode where I talk about not sharing a bed with my husband and why that's okay. I hope you'll tune in to these conversations every week. Join us on Instagram at the Mom Room Podcast and start to feel a little less alone in this crazy thing called motherhood.